2: January. Now, there's a heated debate going on in a number of local authorities around the country about proposals to end the construction of bungalows or one-off houses in rural areas. This has become uh, an issue of growing concern in recent years, whereby as the population of Dublin continues to grow, people are moving out. It's putting pressure uh, on rural communities, but it also has the potential to destroy uh, rural communities in the way we've known them in the past past. Now, Next Wednesday is the deadline for submissions on this, although Peter Fitzpatrick TD uh, rang us this morning to say that uh, he raised a question in the Dáil yesterday uh, seeking an extension on the uh, deadline and he is awaiting a response from the Minister uh, for Housing, uh, Dara O'Brien. Well, to discuss this further and the implications for County Louth, I'm joined on the line right now by Fianna Fáil Councillor John Sheridan, who's based in uh, Mid-Louth, independent Independent Councillor Kevin Callan is based in Drogheda, and Councillor Antoine Waters is a Sinn Fein Councillor in the Cooley Peninsula. Um, Antoine, I'll I'll start with you. You're saying this has the potential uh, to destroy rural Ireland, if not rural Loud. Explain.
1: Good morning, Ken, and thanks for having me on. Um, Yeah, look, it's the most divisive uh, thing to be spoken about in the Cooley Peninsula at the moment. it's going to have huge ramifications, not just for the people living here now, but for our future generations. Um, look, we're, we're a tight-knit community out here. Um, everyone likes to um, live uh, and grow up where you're born and where you have your family connections. And this development plan has the potential to destroy all that and decimate our communities. It's going to have a huge knock-on effect for um, the, family, the family connections. You have also our local um, GEA clubs, schools, Um, if if there's no building in the rural community all the numbers are going to reduce Um, it really is, it's a scary prospect Um, it's something we've been working on uh, the draft development plan for quite some time Um, it's very tedious, there's an awful lot of detail in it but um, the end uh, game at the minute is that the rural housing is under serious threat and if you look at the development plan I did send it in to you, if you look at the green area 80% of the zone 1 is in the Loud area, is in the Coody Peninsula. So basically the rug has been pulled from underneath um, our families in this area and it's going to have a huge effect on, on what we can do with our land and with the fam- family-owned land in the future. So it is a very scary prospect. Um, there's a long road ahead. I know we're only at draft plan stage. So, as I said, I was m- encouraging people to make submissions because we need to have our voices heard because if we don't have a strong, a strong uh, voice from people uh, making their, their voices known, we're going to be in trouble because we have no uh, we have no ammunition to fight them back with to try and get this knock back and get a solution that would suit all.
2: Okay, when you say fight them back, who is them? Is it Loud County Council or the, the Department of the Environment?
1: It's a mixture of both. Um, we, we, we were given a draft plan um, to debate, and we had many workshops where we could put amendments to the floor to try and um, look ease the burden of what was coming down the line for us. So originally the zone one, w- w- the plan was to only have full-time farmers work, uh, be able to build um, this was something I raised as a huge concern because I don't know too many young people who are working in full-time agriculture, usually people working in part-time, and this was going to restrict, have a huge restriction on what people could do. So I got an amendment uh, added to the plan where um, a son uh, two sons or daughters of a qualifying landowner who has three hectares of land can can build on on the family land so it, it look it's not a great amendment don't get me wrong but it's 100 uh, percent better than what it was previously so look we're to answer your question we're fighting it on two fronts we have to strike a balance between what loud county council will will accept and obviously the office of, of the uh, planning regulator will also be keeping a keen eye on it because they are in charge of ensuring their policies are put in place correctly and if, if, if we, did, uh, go too far off track, they may be coming in to impose stricter conditions on us. So it's a, it's a balancing game. And um, I know I was listening to a TV last night. There was a, quite a heated debate on the development plan and on rural housing. And I know the minister, um had said, Darryl Bryan had said yesterday that he intends to, um discuss the rural housing policy in the new year. But the problem is, in Loud, we're due to, uh, end the draft stage on the 23rd where the council will start looking at the submissions so this isn't helping us in loud because these changes may happen in the new year but that's not going to help us now because we're at the next stage of the plan
2: Okay but just let me move on to uh, John Sheridan. You're a Fianna councillor based in mid Uh The department might argue that if the building of bungalows or one-off rural houses just continues and continues and continues, uh, Ireland is just going to be full of bungalows with no green spaces and uh, the long-term plan to try and move more people into towns and cities um, won't work. So do you not accept that the council and the department actually are going about this the right way?
0: Well, good morning, Ken, and thanks uh, for having me on as well. I in relation to some context on the uh, on this, since I've been elected, I've been with a lot of planning queries in rural areas. You might have an applicant in their 30s where an older sibling previously got planning permission under the local needs and they want to live in their own local community. And now uh, a younger sibling is getting refused planning permission. That's all because of the, the the current development plan that's there. And as Anton has mentioned, there's far stricter terms of conditions are due to come into place from next year. And similarly to North Loud areas like Tover, Monaster Boyce and Cullen uh, are going to have new, these new strict criteria put, put in place as well. Um, I know an extension was mentioned there. My um, Deputy Fitzpatrick, and know my colleague Councillor Andrea McEvitt raised this with Loud County Council for a motion next Monday and has been told no, there's a statutory framework so at this moment in time, we need, councillors need as many communities to come together between now and next Wednesday and put submissions in to know the facts. And even people mightn't be considering standard permission now. They might be looking for us down the road for children, but they need to be aware of this and have their, have their voices heard. On the point of, in relation to uh, bungalows and, and, and rural areas, I suppose, things have changed. I know you mentioned about people moving down from Dublin. This isn't about people coming from, from Dublin in an urban settings wanting to build in rural areas. These are um, new strict criteria on rural families, indigenous to rural areas, uh, and now being told that sons or daughters won't be able to be, to build in those areas. And from my point of view, um, I've done as much as I could in recent weeks to highlight it in media, social media, doing presentations to community groups uh, and dealing with individual queries to advise as many people as possible to make submissions so that we can try and get um, some exemptions in place um, to make villages and communities
2: viable. Yes, John, but can, can I ask you this? There would be people listening to this and they'd say, well, you people have been elected on behalf of the people. When you put the questions to Loud County Council, what responses are you getting?
0: Well, ultimately, so so far, I think all councillors have put in individual uh, motions at draft stage to try and have, have them amended then obviously it needs to go to a consultation, which is exactly what's happening. And there's, I suppose there's a lot of fear out there. The, 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 the plans, OK, they're in line with national guidelines. But I know uh, our colleagues in the last week had a success in being able to retain the existing terms and conditions for rural planning and to keep them in place uh, for uh, for the next development plan. I think that's something I think Loud Councilors would be seeking seeking to do. So uh, ultimately, while Loud and Council have presented a plan to us, um, we are very concerned and we do want to change it, and we're well within our rights to keep. Um, promoting that, those changes and seeking those oh. changes and seeking communities to make submissions to make those changes.
2: OK, John, just let me come back to uh, one-off rural housing uh, just uh, a little bit later on. But if I come to you, Kevin Callan, uh, Anna McKenna, who no doubt you know, is the chairperson of the Drogheda City Status Group. She says the Loud Development Plan effectively um, benefits Dundalk, Carlingford and Newry at the expense of Drogheda and RD, particularly in relation to the creation of uh, business parks and so on. Does she have a point?
3: Um, can I, to be honest with you, I would say that I don't see the the issue of Dundalk gaining over Drogheda in regard to the development plan. And I say that, I suppose, as the mayor of Drogheda and as one of the councillors who has been working through the process, like Anton and John, uh, in terms of what this development plan actually stands for. So I, I don't accept that Drogheda is losing out to Dundalk in relation to foreign direct investment or growth in terms of economic development either no
2: well, I think the point Anna is making is that there's no proper, if you like, a cooperation with Meath County Council in the development of Drogheda. I mean, parts of Drogheda now are spilling out into East Meath. I mean, I, I went for a drive recently from Drogheda out to Bettystown. I think I only counted about three green fields, it's just houses after houses. Uh, but there seems to be a situation where Meath County Council uh, at face value doesn't appear to be talking to Louth County Council in relation to the development of the town in the south of the county. Isn't that the case?
3: Well, there's three things I would say, Ken, and I'll be very brief. I know we we were short on time. First of all, in terms of Drahada, the Drahada councillors, we met last night, we met on Saturday as well. Our focus is three key areas we're focusing on. One is the local area plan, which would deal with the parenting need issue. Secondly, uh, economic development, which is not just FDI, it's all types of economic development. And thirdly, the Northern Crossroads, which are the three key things for Drahada. Just something for listeners to be very aware of with this area of us working with need, The Boundary Review Commission, which met a number of years ago, didn't approve Louth moving out into Mead. It said we should cooperate with each other. But there is a perception out there that that includes uh, Louth and Drogheda having some interaction in terms of Beddystown and Leighton. The The local area plan would only cover a small stretch that was linked to the Boundary Commission, which is if anybody knows, if you head out the Dublin Road to Southgate and turn left, go over to Cope Church and then go back down to the Marsh Road. That side is what's involved in the local area plan. And on the right-hand side, if you were to go back towards Baymore, that's it. It doesn't include Betty's it doesn't include Laytown, it doesn't include Julianstown. So there, there is nothing there for us to be having an input into Betty's and Laytown. Only the area that the Boundary Review Commission had dealt with, which was the likes of the Grainsworth Estate and lands along there. So our focus has to be, obviously, to make that the LAP process runs early in the new year, that we try everything there. But that's not going to solve our problems. Our biggest concern as a group of councillors in Drogheda is the northern cross route because that is the be- beginning, middle and end of all of our efforts for Drogheda. If that is developed, if that goes ahead and we're awaiting a decision next week, if that happens, we have the potential for an extra 5,000 homes developing north into County Loud, which will assist Drogheda to expand. And I know the city status campaign focuses on the city status that would assist that. But in terms of need, it's a small piece of land, I would say, and it is not the start okay. of a joint city status, oh, uh, uh, you know, county, county council between Louth and me.
2: Okay, let me go back to Anton. Uh, Anton, as I understand it, uh, Louth has been, or this is the plan, is to be reduced, is it from five zones to two? Is that correct? Yeah.
1: Yeah crack can
2: yeah. Now um, somebody uh, texted in to say that in zone 2 they have criteria allowing people who need to be close by to look after elderly relatives or a person with a disability there is nothing about this in zone 1 and the uh, texter says this is completely unfair why is zone 2 family why is a zone 2 family more important than a family in zone 1 because this will have an immediate impact uh, on her particular family
1: Good point, very good point. And hence the reason why we, uh, the council produced a draft plan, because that means uh, people can go through to find detail of it. Like this plan is not a couple of pages, it's a a significant amount of of detail. So uh, what I would encourage that person to do is to make a submission on that point so that we can look to add that uh, policy detail into the Zone 1 rural policy. So it would come before us, the executive would make their uh, recommendation on it, and then we would vote on, that's the process, we would then vote as councillors to approve to add that onto Zone 1. Look, we, we, we've all had a, an, an awful lot of queries um, on this over the last couple of weeks, and rightly so, because it's such a drastic change. So if there's, if there's, if there's any issue in any part of the plan that people have issues with, feel is not addressing the, prop, uh, the issues right, You need to be getting your submission in before next Wednesday, and then we will deal with it then in the new year. And and just on one other point um, that I think we haven't addressed, it's in relation to the public consultation on this. You have to remember we're we're in crazy times and strange times with the, the pandemic, and you have to remember there was no chance for the public to have a public meeting with us as the elected reps to discuss this with them. So if you look at how drastic the changes are, you can understand why people are annoyed and, and, and uh find it difficult to get round this change yep. because of because of the nature of not being able to explain it. It's all right saying yeah, like, no,
2: I, Anton, I get your point. I just wanna go back to John because we're up against the clock here. John, what are the implications we say thirty, forty years down the line, um if these proposals become, uh, if you like, pr- normal practice where one-off rural housing uh, comes to a-, a halt, are we looking at uh, the end or the phasing out of GAA clubs in certain local uh, communities? Are we looking at certain uh, national schools closing down? What are the long-term implications of this?
0: That, that is concern, and, and we see... Uh sports clubs applying for sports capital grants now, you see schools getting an extensions. And can I just say again, in my day job I work in home care for older people. Are we going to have a situation where we're going to have vast parts of the county are only going to have populations above a certain age and we're not going to have any new young families in it? That's a, a, a drastic decision and, and, and a huge responsibility on, on, on councillors. So we do need communities to go and have their say. I should say as well, Ken, there are some positives in the plan for some villages.
2: Very briefly, um, which, John.
0: In, in relation to cycle paths and walkways along rivers, there's a chapter on work from home, which I have been campaigning on for a long time. So there are some positives in the plan. Well, ultimately we need rural communities to come up and be counted and make their submissions by next
2: week. OK, last question to Kevin. Kevin, I mean, Drogheda has become a very urban area. You know, it's almost uh, to the point where it can be classed as a city. So the issues that John and Anton are concerned about don't really affect Drogheda town, albeit in the outlying areas. Are you satisfied that the proposed development plan for Louth gives Drogheda everything it needs?
3: As far as I can make out from the plan, Ken, yes. I think... In terms of what the Drogheda councillors will be putting in collectively, we, we think three key issues are the northern cross route, the local area plan with Mead, and also then the economic uh, growth area. Drogheda actually has 350 hectares of uh, growth development land to the north of the county boundary. So our priority is we get the cross route uh, delivered, we get those lands developed, and we then cooperate with Mead on the patch that the boundary commission dealt with. To us, that's the priority. But also, we have a large rural area which includes Termin Second, our Head which are included in the Drogheda area as well. So, obviously, that's something that every councillor is aware of as well in terms of fighting the issue of okay. John and Antoine Array
2: there. OK, we're going to have to leave it there because um, the clock is against us, but it sounds like a topic we'll be returning to again. It is rather contentious. Uh, I want to thank uh, John Sheridan, Fianna Fáil Councillor in Mid-Louth, uh, Independent Councillor uh, in Drogheda, Kevin Callan, and Anton Waters, who's a Sinn Féin Councillor based in the Cooley Peninsula. Now, as I said, the deadline is next Wednesday. Peter Fitzpatrick TD did ask, the minister daro o'brien yesterday if that deadline can be extended uh, peter fitzpatrick is waiting on a response and indeed if he gets that response we'll have it here on lmfm news
1: normally being a little extra can be a bit much